Hello, and welcome to episode 314 of Constructed Comics, a podcast building stories, one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with Anthony Stokes, comics creator and the writer of Decay, now on Kickstarter. Anthony, I'm so excited to have you back uh, on the podcast. You know, we, we've been we've had you all before to talk about the previous issues. We're here to talk about issue three. But before we jump into the interview, let's uh, let's lead off with how we normally start off an interview. We ask for two things. We ask for an elevator pitch for the book and a short bio about yourself. Oh, man. I, you know, I would think I would have this. <laughs> I think I have this right. We've done this, we've done this two, uh, two other times. Uh, Decay is a supernatural revenge thriller about the cyclical nature of violence. So much that one a shot, and then uh, you know, I my name is Anthony. I write scripts. I write comic books. I've been I've been making comic books for a little under two years now, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be dropping two new series next year, which is which is very exciting. That's that's pretty cool. So um, you know, here we are at Kickstarter um, with 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 issue three. Um, you know, I, I checked in. Things look like they're going. They're going well. Um, let's just talk about the state of uh, decay overall. What's the what's the plan? Do you, do you have a, a number of issues that you're going for uh, for for this series? Yes, I'm doing five issues. That's five. locked in. It's written. I'm working on issue four right now, like drawing wise. So it's it's going to be five. Cool. So you're um, you're sort of uh, in that mid mid act structure. Um, you know, you, you've set up a number of things. One of the things I want to talk to you is about uh, issue three, but it seems mm-hmm. like you're about the halfway point. Uh, and you, then you mentioned that uh, number four is being being drawn right now. Are you balancing your days with like, hey, I got to promote the three on Kickstarter. I got to do a podcast. I got some pages coming in from the future one. Let me uh, take a break from that stuff and, and take a look. How are, how are you dividing up your sort of creative slash, um, you know, marketing uh, time energy. Yeah, when I'm when I'm campaigning, my productivity kind of just goes down the drain. I'm realizing because I'm just so full. I mean, look, I spend about four hours a day refreshing the page. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that takes a lot. Um, just spamming the link on Twitter to get people to sign up. So that that takes a lot of time. But um, you know what's great about being a writer is that you can kind of I like to I like to get the scripts out the way, so that then that frees me up. So like. The most time-consuming thing on my part for this, for issue four, for issue five, for these other two series, is already out the way. So it's kind, of, it does, it's, it's less time-consuming. So I can just, yeah, focus on podcasts, stuff like that. Yeah. Do you, uh, when you are in your sort of creative headspace, is it? Uh, do you have a process where you're like, all right, I have a spot um, and a time, and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to try to get this stuff to, you know, I'm going to try to get this stuff done. Or are you maybe like, uh, you know, Hey, I'm doing this thing. Idea pops into my head. Let me grab a phone. Let me grab a notebook, jot down some notes. How, how do you handle sort of when you're not heavy in the, in the marketing of a campaign and you, you want to turn on that sort of creative headspace? How, how do you handle that? So essentially I, I do an outline first. What I do is I, I think about the details. So I just write down a bunch of ideas, like plot points, ideas, themes, et cetera. Then I do like a rough outline. Then I do an outline with like character beats, dialogue, which is really important for me. And then I write the script. I write the script pretty fast. So it's, it's, I just kind of like, I just kind of, it's a very natural process. It's very much like if I don't, if I don't have anything to write, I kind of just, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, when I have something to write, I kind of just, I kind of go into it. So it's a very, it's a very loose process. Yeah. 
So I, another question maybe geared towards the, the, the structure of the series, um, and if this is something that you, you don't want to get into because it's maybe a little spoilery, um, is there a possibility that we might come back to the world of decay after, after five issues? Absolutely. No, no, 100%. So that's something I'm considering. I'm considering a one-shot. It, 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 will, it will likely never be... I don't know how often I'll do like a direct sequel, I, I so much more like the idea of an adjacent sequel, uh, a side cool, they call it like a prequel, something that fits thematically less so than story wise. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'm at. And, and absolutely, absolutely. If there's an amen, I'll make it. Nice. Um, so um, with with I want to talk about issue three. Um, one of the things that's really struck me was um, I thought one was an amazing uh, sort of origin story um, with a reveal. Two was a you know a fast paced action um, sort of issue, and with three you do a really good job of um, going back to an incident that we saw in the first one um, and explaining it almost from a, a couple of different vantage points and and making us really sort of um, care about the characters and, and some of the characters that were um, made to care about aren't necessarily our, our you know our, our, our protagonists which is which is difficult because it's really easy to go like all right it's a spider-man book i like spider-man i care about spider-man let's just say you know norman or harry osborne like i don't really you know how care about those but then you give those guys mm-hmm. like a like a a problem or you make them relatable which is something that you did really great in this one was that something that uh that you wanted to do was to make us um, care about um, some characters that we get to see more of in this issue? Absolutely, yeah. So it's a tragedy at the end of the day. And, and generally speaking, in a tragedy, it's just an unfortunate event. And that's that's really what I wanted to capture, you know, like that, you know, just like violence, just the, this is unfortunate nature of violence and the cyclical, cyclical nature of violence. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely a, a point of emphasis. And I just, I like... I like shorthand and it, I, it's almost like reverse. I, I like cooking metaphors. I, I don't know. Did I tell, ever tell you that? Ever made a cooking metaphor before on the show? I, I don't yeah. recall, but uh, I'd like to I'd like to hear them. You know, so like when you like it's like when you like sear steak, it's like you 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 <laughs> you basically like portray characters a certain way. And then you like you develop them like after the fact, essentially. And that's okay. what I like to do. So you're you're making a very strong impression. You're kind of pulling back the the layers. And what mm-hmm. that does is, like I said, it really allows you to get into the action, and it allows you to have impactful impactful characters that have a lot of depth on the back end. So I, would, I compare it to like searing a steak and then throwing the oven to, to get it cooked through. That's just I like that. That's 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 a pretty cool way to think about it. Um, so you have the, the you you continue to have the the same art team uh, through the first three issues. Is that correct? I, I got a different letter, SK, who um, I'm sure you've seen, bro. Bro, I'm pretty sure, bro, letters every comic book day. And like in our circle, man, he, he he goes crazy. And then, yeah, yeah, DNS is the is the artist. So it's 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 more or less remained unchanged. Cool. And has the um, has the communication process between you and the and the artist sort of changed since you know. Uh, I'm sure like maybe issue one, there was a lot of sort of like, um, uh, you know, 
I equate it to sort of like when a writer and an artist uh, start working together, it's sort of like dating. You kind of feeling each other <laughs> out and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, you know, th- th- there's a difference between like a early relationship, a relationship of a few years, a re- you know, a really long term relationships. But um, has the has the process changed over time? Have you I know you like you said you like to develop shorthands, but have you been able to develop a shorthand um, with 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 the artist? A little bit. So Marcelo, he um, we we speak to a translator essentially. He speaks Portuguese, so it's mm-hmm. um, it's it's a it's an obstacle for sure. So it is it is a bit of a. I think some things get lost in translation, you know. So it hasn't become like I think I, I think it that might be slowing things up for him where it's like a mind meld and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it that's. So that I guess that's that's the answer to that question. But you know, shout out to Marcelo, of course. Like, do you ever get um, you know questions or uh, messages or emails about like, hey, like what um, what uh, what is this thing here, or what are you what are you trying to, to say here? And then you you know you just have to kind of pull your script up, flip back to that page and go, all right, on page three, <laughs> panel four, this is what I was going to try to do. And then you're like, okay, I can see why. To somebody that's not a native English speaker, why that's not a completely clear and stuff like that. Are you are you getting questions like that? Yeah. So my, my stories are super fast paced. And so I get questions like this all the time, actually, about like, mm-hmm. oh, what was this moment? And it's like stuff I feel like you should be able to infer. Mm-hmm. Like if we see a character walking up to a door and then the next frame they're in the building, you would infer that they walked in. Yeah. But I think people are really. I think they get I think people are used to getting spoon fed information and I'm just not I'm paying per page. So there's real estate like there's page real estate and I don't like I'm not paying to, you know, show like the most obvious thing possible. Sure. Yeah, I uh, I just as sort of as an antidote of something that I was doing recently, I um, uh, I was doing a scene and uh, we had the back view of a vehicle. And uh, my my artist is in Argentina, and he wanted mm-hmm. to know and he wanted to know what was on the template. And I I went in and I I typed in template. And I was like, is this something in, in Spanish that I don't know what he's talking about? I'm like, I'm not quite sure what you're you're talking about. So then he sends me a Google image of a of a license plate. I'm like, oh, you're talking about a license plate. I'm like, well, this is a European car. It should have a license plate that looks like this. Let's make a funny joke with some of the the letters on the on the license plate. So sometimes, um, I think that's a little different situation than you had, where you know, clearly there was some action taking place between the panel. Like approach the house, we see the character in the house. You know, in between the panels, that character walks through the through the doorway. So there's a little bit of difference there. But it's like mm-hmm. occasionally, you all kind of have to come together and and use Google and use pictures and be like, okay, this yeah. is the thing I'm talking about. We don't speak the same language, but this is what I'm talking about. Then you go, Oh, okay. This is, you're, you're talking about a license plate. So yeah, there's a, there's a, a back and forth that uh, sometimes you, you have to have. So. No, absolutely. And I, that's one thing is I kind of, my, my goal, like for me, what I'm trying to get to, especially cause yeah, it is a lot of people that aren't like, people that are like from different nationalities, I try to provide, my goal is to have a reference for everything and okay. not kind of have those, like I had something in my script that was a FAFSA 
And I was like, I'm working with somebody from the UK. I'm like, man, that was so like, how would (laughs) there's no way they know what that is? You know, things like that. I'm trying to like clean up. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, All right. Well, you know, we talked about the, the, you know, issue three, some of the things that I was really um, intrigued about. Uh, We know that we're, we're going for five possibility of some sequels, some, um, you know, side quests and stuff like that. One thing that really impresses me about you is, um, is the hustle that you put into um, Mm -hmm. getting the, the workout. Um, You know, it's, it's one thing to make something, and put it out into the world and hope that people see it. But, you know, us in the, in the indie world, it's like, all right, I made this thing. That's only half the job. Now I have to get people to, to know about it. Um, and it seems like you have a pretty good philosophy, but do you want to talk about some of the things that you're doing to, to get um, eyes and ears on this book? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm, I've, I've been told I live on Twitter um, as an insult and I, I take it as a compliment personally. And so I'm constantly thinking about how to get engagement. And so I ask a lot of open-ended questions. I give a lot of advice. I made this really big thread on, I made like it's like this 15 comment thread about marketing mm-hmm. because that's such a big point of emphasis for people. And I think that's where the community honestly is failing. Um, now circle back to that, but I made that, that got like 30 K like, uh, reach, you know? So oh, it's wow. so much of like, it's so much of like going out, like you said, going out and get in fine or creating the audience or f- instead of finding it, maybe like putting a lot out there as opposed to like, I'll, I, I don't do what I will never do is just randomly message people. My Kickstarter link, for instance, Yeah, but if you showed a passing interest in me or my work, I will send you a Kickstarter link, you know? Yeah. So it's like fine. I think, I think I ride a really, a really good line. And so, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to be entertaining as well. I think that's so important is being entertaining because if you're entertaining, people will, they'll, they'll want more, you know, like you're not asking at that point, people are generally going to be like, all right, what is, I've had so many people say like, well, people don't like me, my social media presence either but there's a lot of people that are like yeah you're doing great so it's like okay i'm making an impression and that's important yeah um so one thing i have seen that you have been doing and one thing that i haven't um really um delved into too much is you do is it twitter spaces is that right where you sort yeah. of are able to like bring a collection of people together and just sort of have a conversation over twitter um is is, is that what you guys are doing Yes, yes, yes. And it's really great because it's it's a very natural thing. It really forms a community. Um, it, it not, it's, it's a fantastic it's a fantastic marketing tool. And, and you come up with topics, people hop in and it's it's really good. So what I'll do, I'm just trying to make content all the time. So I'll post something. We have a disagreement. I'll hit people up. Be like, hey, you know, let's make your point. Make your, you know, like say your piece. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's, it's I think it's an underrated tool in the community. And I think my happiest uh, I think the proudest I've been of kind of the platform that that I created was there was a creator who made a cover that people had deemed offensive. I don't, I'm not going to say who. I don't know if you 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 recall because um, this was this is pretty big on Twitter. And I just had and it was like it was a conversation between two people. And I had I, I kind of like fostered a line of communication between these two interv- individuals who had previously had them blocked, and I had them both come onto a space. They didn't interact with each other, but 
they both said their piece. And I felt like, I felt like really that I kind of like brought the community together. And, and that's kind of my goal is like, Hey, um, Twitter can be a really shitty place, but it doesn't have to be, you know, we don't, we, we can try to make things better and try to try to like have good faith dialogues and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And it seems like, um, uh, an approach that you have is that like, um, you're giving people something that you see as, as a value to them in promoting your Kickstarter. It's like, Hey, let's, let's talk this out. Or, Hey, do you have a question about marketing? Let's have a, let's have a Twitter thread. Um, and then, you know, also, Hey, I, I know these things because I'm going and I'm, I'm trying them out here in the Kickstarter. So it's not sort of like, Hey, it's a Kickstarter. It's sort of like, Hey, I'm giving you a little bit of value here. Yeah. And at the same time, while I'm giving you this value, I'm doing these things here over in my, my Kickstarter campaign. So I, I think that's a really good approach as well. Is that something that seems like that's something you're trying to do? Absolutely. It's like, it's like, I, I, when I'm, I very rarely talk about my Kickstarter pre-launch or what have mm-hmm. you. And, and, I, and then once I start promoting, I kind of do it. And I, I would like to do shorter campaigns as well. I think my campaign this time was 28, 28 days. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, that is a point of emphasis. It's like, look, if you like what you're hearing, I have a thing, you know, and it's, it's just like getting this engagement going back and forth. It, yeah, I feel I feel like when I first got on Twitter, I really wanted to be just a really prominent voice in the in the community. And I just thought like, hey, helping people, asking for advice, like it's it's a good way to get engagement. It's a good way to talk to people and yeah, grow the community. Yeah. Um, so I, I had one thing I was, I, I forgot what I was gonna, I was gonna, oh, I, I was gonna, you, you mentioned that you, you had like a, a 28 day campaign. Um, are you contemplating going to, to shorter campaigns? Um, I've seen a trend to sort of the, the three week campaigns, the, 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 the 21 yeah. day campaigns. Um, is that something you're thinking about? Yeah, absolutely. Because um, I don't think I've had in my last two campaigns. I think I've been very fortunate where I haven't had a single day without a camp or, if, or a backer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like I said, I really don't enjoy the actual Kickstarter. Like once I hit launch, it is kind yeah. of like, a kind of a black hole of like energy and worry and stuff like that. And then you can't, sure. you can't, it's like you want, you're able to voice frustration, but it's more so people want to, people want to cheer you on more so mm-hmm. than like pick you up when you're down. So you can't be like, I'm wondering if this is sustainable. I'm not based on the metrics. I, I, I was hoping for more, et cetera, et cetera. So to me doing the 21, if I could do a 21 day campaign and I have a podcast or a con every day for three, three weeks, and then I can fulfill the next two weeks. So basically I get, I get the campaign done in one month. That'd be, mm-hmm. that'd, that'd be beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, is, and is, is that something, um, you know, this is something that I have over time gotten better at and, and I'm trying to, always get you know more effective is that something that is important um to you is to to turn these these books out um as quickly as possible um once once the campaign is over yes oh yeah no absolutely so 
what I do is I get the artwork and I told you issue four is like about halfway done, if not a little bit over halfway done. So mm -hmm. I'm printing it out early. So what printing it out early does for me is it means that um, while I'm, while I don't have any trades, I have a lot of floppies. So I'm trying to just sell those. So, you mm -hmm. know, if you buy, if you get in bulk, the more you get, the cheaper it is. I'm trying to, I'm trying to sell those, you know, um, so I have on my table faster and it's easier to fulfill as well. Sure. And so, yeah, like ideally, ideally I would fulfill within like my goal is to fulfill this next month in two weeks. Now you do have to worry about backer report. You do have to worry about the, the, the surveys and stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah. that is a thing that can slow things up, mm -hmm. but generally speaking, yeah, if I, if I could, I ended this campaign on a Tuesday so I can get some things shipped out on Wednesday. That was oh, a very, awesome. yeah, that was a concerted because Wednesday, Wednesday are my days off. So that's when I can do my post office. So that's, yeah. So trying to, trying to make it as simple as possible. I think that's one thing is I, I, I people think talent is the most important thing, but I really feel like craftiness and organization and like resource management is like the most important thing when making comic books in, in life generally oh yeah yeah i would uh i would uh i would agree with you there um i think one thing that's uh kind of strange is is that uh if you are the the writer or the creator um uh, in the comic book uh in the comic book realm you almost have to act as the the project manager um you know depending on how many spokes of uh, and the wheel you have of your your art team, you could be managing three to four people. Um, you know, hopefully one of the people um, can, if you're not able to, can help you with with you know file arrangement for for the printer. Um, and the, you know, there's there's looking at proofs. So there's there's a lot of um, de facto project manager that goes to the to the creator uh, writer um, in in comic books and and, and putting them together. Um, so that skill is, is definitely, um, needed. hundred percent. And you like using resources, managing resources, knowing, knowing, Hey, if I don't like, I think for me, the most important thing is like, all right, how about having multi-use rewards? Like if, if I, if I have something that doesn't sell my Kickstarter, I can sell my table. That's a reward I would have for every Kickstarter. Sure. You know, and it's I think it's stuff like that being crafty, you know, that that's so important. I think people like really underrate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, I have a question about sort of your 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 backers. Are you uh, are you able to track like people, you know, are sort of been there uh, one and two or people who are just finding it out on three and going back and grabbing everything? Are you are you able to, to track that in any way? I'm seeing a lot of repeat. I'm seeing a lot of repeat um, backers so far. Um, yeah. A lot. I'm, I'm seeing mostly re uh, recognizable faces. And I think part of another thing is I, I've also argued that the market is saturated right now. Okay. Which <laughs> people don't want to hear that because it's another thing, right? Like it's another obstacle, but I mean, how many Kickstarter projects are on? How many how many comic Kickstarter projects are there? Like, I'm I'm on the I'm I got a campaign. Pat Shane has a campaign. You know, like Charlie Stickney has a campaign. 
Mario C has a campaign. It, it's like all of these, you know, and you know, very various levels of of comic creator, right? But it's just so many. And like, there is certainly a threshold where it's too much, you know, or not too much. Where it's certainly a threshold where you're going to be getting less money, and that's what I mean, you know. So I think that's part of it. I think it's a recession, which is another is another thing. But so that's true. Um, I'm I'm really considering everybody's using the same metrics. So it's, I think people are getting really good at Kickstarters and therefore it's harder, you know, it's harder to stand out, I think, you know, so I think, I think the emphasis should be on standing out, you know, making a great product and, and making a great marketing campaign as well. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, it's gotta be great to see, um, uh, returning faces though. Um, cause we all sort of, you know, there's the, uh, the 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 1000 true fans i think it is is that if you can get that you can sort of make a pretty decent um you know for lack of a better term a pretty decent living at this um but um so it's it's got to be great to, to see people who come back but you always like hey i mm-hmm. need to i need to get somebody new on this so that i can make this thing continue to to, to grow right <laughs> No, you're, you're absolutely right. And like, one thing that happened is I, so my first con was Hampton Comic Con. And I don't know if this had to be after I talked to you guys. And um, so I've been doing, I done, I did that in last October, 2021. And then I did a con, I did a con in Richmond, Virginia. I don't know if you know the, the layout of Virginia, but essentially like Richmond is an hour and a half up from Hamptons, which is where I'm at, Hampton Roads. So okay. presumably you could go to both, you know. And then I had one in Fairfax, Virginia, which is, you know, probably like another hour and a half up. And I had two, I had one that in the area. So I've been kind of, I got kind of like a local, a lot of local people that recognize me. And that's that's really nice. So my last campaign I did in, in like where I live, mm-hmm. it went beautifully. And that was an amazing feeling. Nice. Um, without giving too too much away, do you want to talk mm-hmm. about the the things that you got uh, sort of in the in the pipeline that are outside of the the, the K property? Absolutely, absolutely. So I have a comic book called Intrusive Thoughts, and I I wanted to send it. I'm I'm really excited. So <laughs> my friends told me that I need to stop promoting intrusive thoughts and focus on it but you know it's like it's like the shiny thing you know yeah. so i thought about i thought about said it to you but essentially it is it's about a no i need to work on my pitch for this weekend so no this is good so it's about an orphan whose mental health deteriorates when his sleep paralysis demon attacks his classmate so it's like a it's like a it's like a mystery like a horror mystery and it's it's kind of it's kind of carrying everything I've learned in comics for like the last, you know, like two years. Like so, it's it's really it's really exciting. That that sounds really awesome. I think I might have seen like a, a teaser of a cover or, or some of the art on there, and I think that looks pretty pretty awesome as well. Oh yeah, no, it, it looks it looks incredible. It's a different style entirely, and nah, it lo- it looks it looks crazy. And it's just, I'm just really excited. And my next thing, I'm also I'm making a, a manga, which I still consider to be an indie comic, you know. Yeah. I don't think it's a change in, in medium entirely, but I'm also trying to reach out to different demographics and 
Um, I just wanted, I, I just want like, I want anybody to be able to walk to my table and have something for them. Yeah. So I'm really, this is really for like the con circuit, the, 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 okay. the, 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 the shonen, which is also going to look amazing. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. So you mentioned that you had, you, uh, you, you needed to work on your pitch for, for this weekend, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're a few days before um baltimore comic-con which we're both going to be at um do you have like materials um on your table for somebody to come by and, and you can go hey you know what here's one and two but also you know maybe there's a like a qr code you can scan it's going to take you to the kickstarter for the third one how do you handle being at a con um and and pitching somebody which it's got to be a little bit different than pitching somebody um you know through a Twitter or, or, you know, through some sort of messaging or, or social media, how do you handle that at a, uh, at a con? So my thinking, well, I think for this con, it being Baltimore, it being the furthest I've had to travel that that's not necessarily true. Um, I didn't went to Wilmington, but I'm going to be in a hotel, you know, like it's going to be, it's, it's my first three day con. I'm not really worried about the campaign. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of just focus on, selling as many copies in person as possible so i I might i might have a qr code for the kickstarter but like as i mentioned i have i have copies of issue three um on me okay uh, i did a limited print so i'm like i mean i'm not going to like i'll take the sale you know i'm I'm like (laughs) directing somebody to the kickstarter is like a maybe but if they buy the you know if they buy the copy at the table then you know that's that's guaranteed so I'm still, I'm going to wing it, you know, I'm going to be flexible and we'll, we'll see. Basically, I don't have a definitive answer for you about that. Okay, so cool. Um, and I, I've seen some of your, your, your con setup and I've seen it sort of grow. Um, you know, you'll post a picture on IG, you know, I've seen some of the, the first cons. You have a number of, of uh, covers to, to the issues. Is that correct? Yeah, I did three. I did three covers for issue one and two. And then I okay. did. I did two covers for issue three and I'm, I'm really curious. I'm really curious if, cause I did, I did the two covers cause I wanted to streamline the process, but I'm also wondering in doing that, having three, having three different covers by three different artists, you really kind of, you, you, you have, you have three chances to impress somebody essentially with your cover. Yeah. And at this point, I'm kind of, now that you said that I'm kind of wondering did I cap myself a little bit? And, and I, I, that, that might be okay. You know, cause it, the most important part of this is fulfilling, right? Like, yeah. So, so if it makes fulfilling painless or, or significantly, then to me, it's worth it. So it's something to consider, but I have three copies for issue one, three copies for issue two. Um, I have a single copy for issue three available right now. And then I have a copy of intrusive thoughts as well. Very cool. And it's got to be awesome if you get somebody that has that collector's mentality that has to have all three covers of, of each issue. It's like, hey, you know, there, there, there yeah. are those there are those collectors out there that have to have one of everything. So if you can get one of those, that, is, that really helps out. I had a dude that like came through, I want to buy everything on your table. And it's like, oh, my God, I had I had, I had what? Three. I had like seven copies and he bought them up. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and this is great. My favorite part of a con is when I'm leaving and I had like hopefully the boxes are lighter. 
you know, yeah, hopefully yeah. the boxes are lighter. And then like, if I can just throw away a box, oh my God. Yeah, that's incredible. That's, definitely it is. Awesome. So, um, you know, we, we've talked about the story. We've talked about sort of the, um, the, the state of things that you're looking for in, in Decay, um, where we're sort of at the midpoint here with the possibility of some spinoffs. We talked about some of the other things you're doing, talked about crowdfunding, mm-hmm. your approach. Um, let's do this as we close up. Um, let's talk about uh, Decay, um, just sort of Decay in general, and maybe a little bit uh, more about issue three, which is the one that's currently on, on Kickstarter. Talk about, okay, talk about, yeah, absolutely. We can talk about Decay. Um, so you, you gave us an elevator pitch, but if you want to sort of, you, you got a little bit more time, you know. Um, okay, you know, Jim I, got, Lee, I got more time. Okay. Yeah, Jim Lee, Jim Lee got on the elevator before. You gave him the elevator pitch. This time he, he, he hung out in the lobby. You got a little bit extra time to talk him up some more. I would, I would say it's a, it's a very earnest comic book. I would say it's, it's heartfelt. It's, mm-hmm. it's about real human drama and characters. And it's just it's just great storytelling. If you like great storytelling, this is a comic book for you. Yeah. Um, if if I could ask a question, if if it's if it's too personal, that's uh, and you don't want to answer that, that's okay. There's a photo mm-hmm. on the back of the. There's like a thank you, and then there's like a photo, which I, I'm assuming one's a, a younger version. Not a young. It's a, it's a it's you as your younger self and somebody else. Uh, can you tell me who that is? Yeah, that's that is my dad. That is my late father. So okay. uh, it's uh, the comic book is about grief and it just felt it just it just made sense as like a homage and just something nice to do, you know. Nice. Yeah. Um, OK, that's 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 uh, OK. Um, I uh, I have a similar in that the, the first thing that I wrote um, that went to, to Kickstarter and went out in the world was um when I was sort of going through the, uh, the grieving period of, of losing, losing my father. And, you know, it's a futuristic sci-fi story, but when you really came down to everything, it, it came down to, to loss and, and dealing with it, which is, you know, I, I guess you could draw similar parallel parallels to what, what you're doing here. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's, I think it's great. And that's, you know, that one, that's what makes it genuine. That's what makes it come from, from, oh my goodness, come from real place. Cool. All right. So um, let's let people know where the best places to, to follow you uh, online. Um, and I'm going to link your um, Kickstarter in the, the show notes. Um, I'm also going to list out all of the, the social media that, that, that you have. Um, but just just go ahead and like call those out for anybody listening. You got to follow me on Twitter at Stokes the Writer. So mm-hmm. everybody who makes comic books, you got you to gotta be on Twitter. Cool. So is that the that's that the main the main hub that's for the you? Main thing. Uh, that's where I live. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Let's do this. Also, um, you know, for anybody who's listening, this the uh, the first day or two after it comes out. Do, do you have your table number at Baltimore? Oh yeah, yeah. Let me pull that up. Let me pull it up. It's gonna be okay. 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 F eighteen. F18. Awesome. Um, yeah. So anybody who's listening to this uh, a few days before Baltimore Comic Con, make sure you you swing by F18 to, to see Anthony. Um, 
I'm my I'm, I myself am, am going to go over there just to to meet you in person. Um, and yeah. I'm, I'm really I'm really excited. It should it should be a lot of fun. Um, and let's let's do this. Let's uh, I know that you work fast, but let's let's pencil in that sometime here in a couple of months. Hopefully, we can get together and talk about uh, more issues of decay or, or or some of your other other stuff that you're working on. Oh no, this is a this is a must stop for any for any campaign, man. I really appreciate you having me. No worries. I, uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I've been a fan, um, ever since I got, I got that, that first issue. So, uh, it's, 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 it's a lot of fun, uh, catching up. So we're gonna, we're gonna close out the, the interview here. Um, I'm gonna have links to Anthony's Kickstarter, social media, Twitter. Um, there's gonna be a second link for the Concrete Arcanum anthology. That's a Kickstarter that's got about 48 hours. So if you're listening to this relatively after release date, you got a limited time to check that out. Um, you want to follow our podcast. We're on Twitter and that's construct com at constructed comics. I'm sorry. Let me try, do that again. Twitter is at construct com pod. Instagram is constructing comics pod and Facebook is constructed comics. Just want to thank everybody for listening. Please be safe, be nice to each other and go out there and make some comics. Thank you.